Welcome to the Freelance Thrive. Here we talk with skilled freelancers about their professional journey. So stay tuned for real-life experiences to learn and actionable steps to take to improve your freelancing career. And today my guest is Manuel Rubio. And Manuel is a polyglot developer, bassist player, parent of two children, a writer who already wrote six books about Elixir, Erlang, and the history of programming languages in Spanish and some of them even translated into English, and a professional trainer. So, welcome, Manuel. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for having me in the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm super happy to talk to you. And let's start from the first question. So, how do you measure and track your professional growth and set future goals? Well, I think... Uh... Uh, for me, it's uh, very difficult to answer that question because uh, I had not uh, doing that. Uh, I think uh, because I was starting the development uh, because I came uh, from the studying the, as a, a system administrator. So uh, I was uh, more in the part of the hardware, more in the part of the systems. Uh, and then the, I realized I, I was uh, very good at developing. So I was uh, helping first in the companies I was uh, hired to develop software. And then the, I was more involved little by little until I get uh, positions only for developing instead of uh, administrating systems. But the uh, previous even to jump into uh, those uh, kind of roles, uh, I had to say that well, for me, I started uh, developing or programming when I was uh, 12 years old. So uh, uh, something like, uh, well, uh, how do you measure your progression? I was starting with uh, developing basic, uh, then the, I recall uh, when I was uh, 16 years old, uh, I met uh, a math teacher that was uh, facing me the Pascal and C++ uh, compiler. So I was very interested in see how that was working and uh, buying some books, uh, following some specific codes I was uh, uh, finding uh, for other people. But uh, well, even was uh, difficult because in the 90s, uh, internet was not uh, uh, so popular like uh, the, those uh, these days. And uh, when I was starting the, as a developer, I was keeping the same way of uh, behaving, like, uh, okay, if uh, the main uh, developing language is now PHP, I have to learn PHP, so I was uh, getting positions uh, using that language. Uh, previously, because I was a C developer, so I, I could combine the PHP with C, so that uh, drove me to get uh, more attractive positions uh, in terms of uh, wage <laughs> yeah. and to get my, a higher salary because uh, my profile was not only a PHP developer, was uh, someone that uh, could understand uh, the protocols, the entering of the systems, and uh, was more valuable uh, for the positions I, I was getting. And then the, I think it was... Uh, uh, in Madrid that uh, I get my first position as a manager, um, getting the, the responsibility to get uh, a whole team to lead them and uh, get them into uh, the development of uh, something bigger that I was realizing where 
there is more than the only programming languages or the technologies. Uh, uh, we have to learn a, a lot about uh, how to uh, work with teams, uh, work uh, together in different areas. So I think um, my progression was uh, trying to figure out uh, what is needed for the next step and then to try to get it. And uh, even the, when I started in my career as a freelance, was uh, trying to figure out uh, what could be needed because it was a jump uh, into uh, systems like Erlang and uh, Elixir. And in the beginning was uh, because uh, WhatsApp was uh, sold uh, to uh, Facebook and I was detecting that uh, in Europe mainly uh, there was a lot of companies that wanted to replicate uh, that business model to create a chat system based on Erlang and uh, sell it uh, to a big company. So I was uh, working in companies uh, in the, the Netherlands, in, the, uh, in Paris, uh, Helsinki, uh, London, all, a lot of uh, companies in different countries and different cities uh, was trying to do the same. And uh, yeah, basically uh, I was realizing that uh, there is no technology that is staying there for longer. Even the, when the people say, well, you see COBOL, COBOL is there for more than 50 years. Yeah, but uh, COBOL is... Uh, was adopted uh, too many years ago and uh, you have the luck to learn from the people that uh, is very good uh, at that language. Maybe you can stay in one of those companies that are using it, but uh, you have not mobility. Maybe you have a big wage, but uh, you have not the possibility to jump into another kind of work. So what I use, uh, uh, what I usually do is uh, trying to figure out, uh, well, uh, what kind of technologies I like most uh, or fit better the way I, I like to work and then which companies are using it at this moment and trying to trace a plan about uh, how to learn it and how to position it uh, uh, to be hired for uh, by them or be in contact with them. So I was uh, even uh, tempted uh, these days uh, to start with Rust or even Go or other languages uh, uh, that are arising now, like uh, Cargo, that is uh, a new language that uh, Google is working on. Yeah. And uh, there is always uh, possibilities and uh, you have to be prepared to learn and uh, continue progressing. And you told that you are checking like what companies uses languages, uh, what languages are rising, and how do you identify? How do you identify which technology to learn? Well, it's a bet uh, because uh, when you are choosing the technologies, it's uh, something like uh, well, you have to be honest uh, with yourself because uh, in my case, for example, I don't like to match the front end uh, part of uh, developing. So whatever that is uh, related to the front end, the uh, JavaScript and the mobile devices is a uh, cost. Uh, it costs to me a lot uh, to learn and uh, get uh, very productive on those technologies. So I was detecting that uh, my patient is in the back end. So I was uh, checking, okay, what technologies are good uh, these days about the back end uh, uh, to and that are worth it to learn it because uh, 
uh, in this uh, case, for example, I could choose, uh, for example, JavaScript and uh, Node, but uh, you have to be very, 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 very uh, in the conscience of, uh, okay, I'm going to learn very fast and very often because uh, this is a very moving uh, language that has a, a very rich ecosystem and is uh, changing every week. So every week is uh, appearing new technologies, new things, and uh, you have to be up to date uh, very often. So if you are uh, in that mood of, uh, okay, I like a lot to learn. I like a lot uh, what is uh, moving in the, that ecosystem. So you can go uh, in that uh, direction. And uh, of course you are going to get uh, uh, job offers. And but, uh, because of uh, that ecosystem is too fragmented, I was detecting that uh, you can go, for example, uh, learning the Node, uh, learning Express, learning uh, some specific libraries, uh, some specific frameworks, and then they try to search uh, something to work uh, for a company and detect that they are using other completely different frameworks. So it's uh, a lot of companies are using the JavaScript, but not all the companies are using the, the same frameworks. And because there are a lot of them, uh, at the end of the day, uh, the offers are not uh, too many in comparison with uh, other languages uh, or other ecosystems that are in a pace uh, slower that, uh, that is giving you the chance uh, to get them, grasp them, and uh, be very good uh, on them. I was uh, choosing the Erlang ecosystem because it's uh, almost uh, 20 years old, so it's uh, very mature. But even the, the pace of uh, uh, upgrades is not too, <laughs> too often like uh, JavaScript. And that is uh, giving you the chance uh, to grasp uh, good uh, the terminology, the 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 way that the people is working on those uh, frameworks and those libraries and uh, using the protocols, and you can get a more understandable uh, a mindset uh, when you approach uh, to a to to an offer that uh, a companies like Cisco or even the uh, well, Facebook, WhatsApp, uh, all those uh, companies that are using Erlang uh, are at the, these days uh, offering jobs uh, for, for that language. And even the, most of the people are now migrating, well, not migrating, but they just have uh, adopting the Elixir that is a more modern language on top of the same platform. So they are like, okay, we want to stick with the platform. Like if you are, well, in the front-end development, it's clear that you have to stick with JavaScript because uh, the browsers are not going to change. So uh, you can use, uh, for example, JavaScript, like a script or whatever language that is uh, related to JavaScript. But in the backend, uh, you have uh, more freedom because uh, depending on the company, if uh, they want to stick with with JavaScript or they want to uh, stick with, with the .NET or Java or whatever uh, a specific ecosystem, you can go into that specific ecosystem and learn a lot about uh, Scala or C Sharp or whatever that is uh, creating the 
the technologies uh, the companies you want uh, to work on uh, are using and then the be very good uh, to be hired or eligible in a, in a job offer. So yeah, uh, in my approach, uh, I was uh, choosing the, mainly the, the companies uh, because uh, when I was a child, I wanted to be a, a game developer. <laughs> so I was uh, checking the, for example, the Demon War, that is a company in the UK. Mm -hmm. I was using Ireland for, uh, um, for the servers in the games like uh, Call of Duty. And I was uh, very surprised about, oh, they, they are using Erlang for, for games. <laughs> so I was uh, trying to approach uh, that company and trying to work with them. But uh, well, as uh, other things were appearing in the, in the past and I finished uh, in different sectors and different uh, sides. Uh, well, uh, approaching the, that uh, goal, uh, I was uh, uh, in a fork of for other paths, but uh, well, was not uh, too bad. <laughs> was uh, very uh, that was worth it for me. You know, Manuel, I wish to have the sky as the limit, but time is the limit to our conversation. So, final question: What is your favorite food? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in Spanish. I think a Spanish omelette is a typical favorite food for. Uh, for one that is uh, from Spain and uh, there is a lot of time that I'm not in Spain. So I miss uh, that uh, because, uh, well, my cooking skills are not enough <laughs> to, to, create, to to make a, a good Spanish omelette. So I guess when you are in Spain, you are definitely yeah, take yeah. it. <laughs> Got it. Thank you so much for sharing your experience, Manuel. It's been such a pleasure to hear and learn from you. Thanks to you. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, hit the like button or five stars and share it with your friend. That's it. We're done. See you in the next episode.